Hardy's signature Frisco burger and Frisco breakfast sandwich are the kind of goodness people drive across town for. Classic favorites on a toasted sourdough bun. Only at Hardy's. Goodness in the making. Participation may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John and Pemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with James Grimey. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast recording here for Friday's 13 game main slate. James, 13 games. We had 11 yesterday. We had 13 today. No shortage of games for us to pick through. No shortage of players for us to build our lineups with. Yeah, with the All-Star break near, they really just decided to give as much baseball as possible this week. That's true. So. We're After Sunday, we're off till Friday, right? Yeah, after, yeah, off till Friday, yep. Weather for today, nothing, right? You got one, nothing. maybe? And Colorado could have a delay, but it looks fine. I guess. Yeah, right. and had one, yeah, right. So, I mean, the early slate rained out. We right, didn't even have to. The Mets, the Mets Cubs. Yeah. So just check back with our dfsalarm.com slash MLB slash weather for further details later if there's any updates there. So we do have cores on the slate, though, as you mentioned. So that is... Uh, can we get rid of core? Like Pittsburgh. If you get rid of cores, you have to get rid of Cincinnati. Not that they're playing in Cincinnati tonight, but Cincinnati is averaging more runs per game than cores is this year. I'm just saying. I feel like every slate's cores. Every freaking slate. It feels that way. So Pittsburgh's playing in Colorado for this week. I know. It's the worst core slate ever. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. All right, let's go to pitching then. Woodruff is at the top. We saw Cor- Corbin Burns just shut down San Francisco last night. Since coming back into the rotation, Woodruff's strikeout numbers are right where we expect them to be. That said, he's faced Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh. Three very high strikeout or three starts against two high strikeout teams. We mentioned, though, San Francisco of late, they've been striking out a ton. But is he worth $10,200 to you when Robbie Ray's at 98, Clayton Kershaw's at 94, Alec Manoa is at 9K, and you Darvish gets like his eighth start against the Diamondbacks this year. <laughs> you could definitely play Woodruff, and I think there's upside. He's given us 30 fantasy points a bunch of times this year. It's a great pitcher's park, so I have nothing against it. Robbie Ray's been really good lately. 260 ERA, his last 10 starts, 350 on the year. So obviously improvements there. I still prefer Woodruff than Ray. I think Texas offense has been quite good with Simeon and Seager just coming through pretty much every night now. Clayton Kershaw, though, John, that's I think that's where I'm going to go. Pitch count, no more. Or pitch limit, I should say, right. no more. This guy is, y'all must have forgot, right? As Israel Adesanya once said, y'all must have forgot how good this dude was. And this is literally the best pitcher of our decade, I would say. He has looked incredible his last two starts. One earned run over those over that span 18 strikeouts over 14 and two-thirds one walk because he just doesn't walk people his only bad start to date is in colorado surprise so 9400 against a team that strikes out more than anyone in baseball it's kind of a no-brainer for me and then i will say alec manoa gets a minor league roster and yes kevin gosman didn't exactly come through but he was good six innings six strikeouts Two he runs, was on pace like, for way more strikeouts, and then the Royals just started like first pitch swinging on him. Yeah, and he was, that kind of ruined some of the strikeout potential there. Yeah, and I have so I have no no problem going to Manoa here. I think Woodruff is fine, but Kershaw Manoa is likely where I'm gonna live just based on pr- look at their price tags, man. So appealing. 
Yeah, very appealing for sure. Below that, as I mentioned, Darvish gets Arizona. He's faced them twice. He's allowed just one run, four hits, and 13 innings, but he has walks. And Arizona, they are what they are. At times, they can be scrappy. But like I said, last start, seven innings, four hits, one earned run, five strikeouts. He's had a lot of success. And that first start against them was the near no-hitter. They took him out because it was his first start of the year. He's had their number this year, uh, ha- as has uh, Darvish against Arizona. Returning Nathan Evaldi, I'm out on. Don't really care for Alex Wood. Sandoval against the Dodgers, not going to go there. Your Kidi at AK, not for me. Monty, again, not somebody I'm looking at. Is there a guy, I guess, below Darvish that you would have interest in? Below Darvish. I mean, it's, I need the whole player pool. I know. Like, the, the guys immediately below Darvish, I don't really like. Yeah, tough to go Evaldi off the IL, but the Yankees have been bad and susceptible to strikeouts. So if there's no limit, I don't hate it. It's probably irked, but like, it doesn't. Very good at home, your kitty. Very good at home. Just like kind of dominated the A's. I know there was only two strikeouts, but eight innings, three runs. He's not a big strikeout guy, so... Not a big strikeout guy. did have eight against the Angels surprise two starts ago. Look, the consistency has been there. Five straight double-digit fantasy point starts. He's only 8K. He's at home. He gets Oakland. It's probably Urquidy for me, and the rest of the position just kind of feels like tournaments. Tournament darts. Tyler Wells has been pitching better of late. The last start aside against the Angels... Or they, uh, they pulled them after 81 pitches in four innings. Minnesota went six, one run. Seattle, five innings, one run. Washington, five shutout. Toronto, six innings, one earned. The quality starts against Kansas City before that. Yeah, he's been pretty decent. Tampa Bay's offense, again, can be a bit frustrating at times. They make a lot. They strike out a lot, but they also have guys that like, make a lot of contact. Right. He's 7,400. Plesak's a splits guy. If you look at his home numbers this year, 2.85 ERA. And he gets Detroit. He faced Detroit once already. Six innings, two earned. But again, doesn't strike anybody out. So he has to get that for there to be value there, in my opinion. And then after that, I'm with you there. There's not really much that I want Bozier to here. Yeah, I think both the guys you mentioned are firmly in play. I think Wells is solid. And I think Plesak, Detroit strikes out 24% of the time against right-handers. I know, like, Plesak isn't a strikeout guy, but I think there's a little room for potential there. But the rest of it's just, you're just throwing Nicole line Irvin darts. has pitched well in last start against Houston, which was his last start. He didn't get the win. Six innings, two earned, though. Houston's starting to hit lefties better, though. The team we knew that we figured they were, but weren't in the beginning of the year where they couldn't hit any lefties, they're back to hitting lefties again. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably out on Irvin. He has made two decent starts, three earned runs over 11 and two-thirds. Against like, Toronto and Houston, like two good teams. He's faced Houston twice this year, and 11 and two-thirds, three earned. So his first start, he went five and two-thirds, or yeah, five and two-thirds, one earned run. Not a strikeout guy, though. If you're not missing, I don't know, man. If you're not missing bats and you're letting Houston put the ball in play, that's scary. But there is no Jordan Alvarez, so that is something to mention. But I'm not gonna. I'm not playing the guy in a 13-game slate, I don't think. Okay, so just to recap here, we like Woodruff, Kershaw, Manoa at the top, Darvish and Yurkidi in the middle. And then if we're looking at some GBP value guys, Wells and Plesak then. John, would you play would you play Bumgarner just look thinking about it? No, no. You wouldn't? Sandy goes no. like I here's the thing. Ah. I know what the numbers are on the surface. On the back end though, if you look at fan graphs, everything is trash. He's just getting away with it. I don't know how he's getting away with it, but he's getting away with it. No, 
they're just not like great against lefties. And I've been like, I know, and I've been like touting the blow up for Bumgarner for a few starts now, and we haven't been able, we haven't gotten it yet. He's just managed to pitch through it, and I know against San Diego this year, three starts. His most recent start was pretty decent, five and a third. But before that, four innings, six runs, four of them were earned. And his first start of the year only went three innings. Again, if you just look at some of the underlying numbers on him, they're just so bad. His like ex-ERA is like almost five. His batting average and balls in play is, is like unsustainably low. He doesn't strike anybody out. There's To me, they're just... There's okay due for a big blow up here. Okay. okay. I just uh, throwing it out there just maybe yeah, another option, but like three six five ERA, a four eight X ERA, a four seven <laughs> FIP, right? Like a career yeah. loss K per nine. Regression in at route. some point, yeah, I think teams are gonna start scoring on him a bit more consistently. If you want to tempt fate again, sure. Sixty seven hundred dollars. He's he has put up good numbers, maybe. Let's go to catch him. Let's go. Are you spending up or are we looking in the middle? Hard to not look at Patrick Corbin being on the mound, first and foremost. Maybe both well, last catchers. Last time you said that, uh, how did that work? Okay, don't you dare. I think last time was like Pittsburgh, wasn't it? I swear the last time we talked. So against Atlanta, six innings, four earned. Against Miami, seven innings, one earned. Against Pittsburgh, eight innings, one earned. So like, he's kind of been okay. Are you not? Are we, what are your thoughts on Corbin then? No, I still want to stack against them. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> yeah, I think both catchers for me are in play. They both hit lefties extremely well, so I'm gonna potentially play both. I don't think you need to go Will Smith 52. He's been really good against lefties, but that's like a scary price tag to pay. Cal Raleigh. So Taylor Hearn, John, is gonna be the bulk pitcher here. Yeah. So I assume Bush doesn't even see Rally, right? Rally's first at bat is gonna probably come against. A lefty. Because there's Taylor Hearn. Well, Raleigh plays in the middle, hits in the middle of the lineup. I guess it depends, right? If Seattle gets some guys on, then yeah. Maybe Cal Raleigh. Raleigh's uh, power all comes against right-handed pitching. He's a better hitter against left-handed pitching. I don't know. What else? Uh, Elias Diaz hits lefty really well. Stevenson gets, you know, 3,800. You know, he's not facing an ace here, so. True. Just another two-hit day for Tyler Stevenson. No big deal. A gentleman hitter right there. Yeah, a professional hitter, rather. So, yeah, Stevenson's probably going to be in a, a lot of my lineups just because of he's good, right? Yeah, he is good. Very good. It's the middle lineup. Hits for some power. Hits for good average. Yeah. Stevenson, for me, is an all-play. If you want to find a different guy to go around him, that's cool. But for $3,800, I don't think you buy, you get a better value. The only other, like, values, I would say, Sebi Zavala homered yesterday. I love the White Sox today. Devin Smelter is dust. I'm going to start calling him Dust Smelter because that's what he is. $3,600 for his heavy. Coming off the home run, 324 average over his last 10, 303 for the year. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I like it too. Any other value? If Christian, if the Rays keep batting Christian Betancourt like third and fifth and stuff. I know. They did trade for him, so. Yeah, they're literally hitting him like in the middle of that line. Yeah, he's so. another Yandy Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, 30 years old, he's just going to start hitting. Yeah, I guess if he's in the lineup and I, Michael Perez gets Herman Marquez in Colorado, and not that I want to play Michael Perez, but he does have three home runs in a game this year. That's only his only claim to fame ever, but. Yep, I hear you. All right, first base. Uh, Otani's up to $6,400. That's about what they price him as a pitcher, so it's right. almost there. We're not going to do that against Kershaw, though. No. Freeman also gets a lefty. I don't mind Rizzo in New York against Evaldi if you want to test Evaldi. 
fresh off the IL. Certainly can do that. You do have Crone against Quintana inside of a inside of Coors, even though Crone's been better against righties. Still the good splits matchup. You mentioned White Sox against Meltzer. Abreu, 5,200, lock and oh, load yeah. for yep. him as well. Yeah, I think I think I'm mostly going to go to Abreu there and some Crone shares if I'm playing Coors. And then I'll play, obviously I'll play Vladdy at 5K. I'm not worried about them from what, like yesterday, right? They had a bad game yesterday. I'm not necessarily worried about that. Yeah. Blue Jays are Blue Jays are firmly back in play. They let all of us down yesterday, so they're going to score yeah. a minimum of 15 runs at 200, 2%. I know we like a lot of the Cardinals generally against lefties, but I put this, I mentioned this in the last time I wrote up Green. He gives up a boatload of home runs. A whole uh, load throws, of home runs. And he throws a lot of fastballs. Goldschmidt definitely probably has some home run upside today. Yeah, sure. Yeah. has got home run upside today. But I don't think anybody's going to be playing. No. I think there's going to be some potential tournament leverage with the Cardinals here. 100% agree. I think that's a great call. Because, nope, like you just said, I think the spend-ups are going to be Abreu and Vlad and Crone because Coors. Everyone's going to ignore it. Oh, why would we play hitters in St. Louis? That's because they can hit four home runs and score 10 runs and hunter green is obviously a crazy arm talent but he hasn't proven to be like he can't put it all together so yeah i'm totally with john yeah anybody in the mids here Luke void against the lefty if you do think the blowout's gonna blowout's gonna happen for Bumgarner, even though void has been better green against is allowed the most home runs in baseball by the way just to close that uh, yeah hunter green hunter. yeah hunter green yeah most home runs allowed in baseball this season I feel like it is it like a wide margin? Like I no, wouldn't even be surprised actually, if it was like it's actually kind of funny. It's green and Josiah Gray have given up twenty two and twenty one. <laughs> uh, uh, their numbers anyone are else very, over twenty? Their numbers are very similar in terms of hundred and seven strikeouts for green, hundred and six for gray. Innings are similar, seventy seven hits to seventy eight hits allowed. But it's kind of kind of parallels two big strikeout guys who give up a lot of home runs. Basically, when their fastball goes straight, they hit him out of the ballpark. Yeah. I don't know if I would play anyone in the mid-tier. I guess, boy, France France is going to get majority of his at-bats against Taylor Hearn. That's pretty good. I guess I'd take it back. Like, Andrew Vaughn against the lefties, great. But, again, it's the problem. Not having outfield eligibility, that kind of stinks, right? Naylor homer yesterday. Naylor, yeah. Played a lot of Josh Naylor yesterday. I think it's a good spot against Drew Hutchison. He stinks. Even though he's been good, but he stinks, right? Like, we know he stinks. Vogelbach? 3,400, I think, is interesting, John. Going back yep. and dipping yep. into the value tier. It is. Yep. And you get the matchup in cores for him. So, I'm in. Let's see. Anybody else for you? Pez, if you're, again, he's been really bad. But if you want to do, if you want it to be different, your Pez has first outfield eligibility. So, maybe Juan Pez could be a play. If you want to attack Michael Kopik, Jose Miranda continues to rake 344 average. And if you don't want, if you want to attack Alex Wood, Keston Hira. Has been super good lately. 333 average over his last 10 games. $2,900. And we know Alex Wood has been pretty bad this year. Right. That's a good point. All right. Let's go on over to second base then. Let me see real quick. Did I see something down here? Did you mention Mancini? Yeah, no. no, I didn't. 2800 $2,800, huh? That's interesting. Why? They hate the race. Or they hate the Orioles. Yeah. Mountcastle yeah. 33, John. Yeah. I just realized Luis Patino making his comeback here. Yeah. Is he's just opening, I guess. There's 78 pitches in his most Yeah, Ralph recent... Garza Jr. is, well, is pitching Pat- long relief. Patino's a starter, though. That's, is Matt Garza's cousin? Maybe. They kind of look like, maybe. Anyways, I feel so like... He's, he's doing a long... It's a righty anyways, but I'm just saying, like, they're very cheap for the yeah, power. 
That's interesting. Uh, all right, second base. Uh, Altu- if Altuve's out of the lineup and we know Jordan's out, would that make Irvin any more interesting to you? Maybe a little, yeah. Maybe a little. So we'll see what happens there. But we talked about Semyon already. We're in. We're okay testing the Yankees here against Evaldi. Rodgers at home against a lefty. It's Absolutely. Big, big split numbers there. We'll see if he can actually produce because he hasn't been. But everything lines up for that to be a good spot for him. Yep. Anybody else for you? Nothing. Go back to Cleveland. Go back to Cleveland. Jimenez had a big game for sure. Gavin Lowe. Super cheap last night, too. Remember, $3,700, another $3,700 today. Your boy Espinel. We know Zach Greinke has been very bad against right-handed hitters over the years, last couple years. I feel like Josh Harrison has been a little better lately. He has. Maybe if you want to get some cheap White Sox, because they're just super expensive. They're all so expensive. So if you want to maybe play some Josh Harrison, double-digit fantasy points in two of three. $3,200. $3,200. Works for me. We didn't mention Owen Miller at first base, but he's also $2,400 at second base. So if you wanted to really spend down for Cleveland, $2,400 for Owen Miller is there. Third base, you got Austin Riley, you got Jose Ramirez, you got Raphael Devers. <laughs> the same question as last night. You also and, have Matt uh, Carpenter and Manny Machado at 5K and above. I don't freaking know. Like, Jose Ramirez would be the guy for me against Drew Hutchinson, but I think we saw this matchup like a week ago and Ramirez didn't do anything. That's very frustrating. I think it's still Ramirez and Riley for me, and uh, we always say this about Devers. Every time there's a lefty on the mound, it doesn't matter, so don't be deterred by Devers if you want to play him. He's very good against lefties, so I still think it's Ramirez and Riley for me at the top, but I'm perfectly fine if I end on Devers as well. Okay, I agree with you. Under 5K, I mentioned you do have Bregman. He's fine for me. Arenado with the home run potential also in play. Josh Rojas keeps hitting. I know it's against you, Davish, but he's $4,500 there. Suarez will get the lefties hurt at some point. And the mid-tier, he also can play. Yeah, he's been good, too. I agree on all fronts. Justin Turner for tournaments against Sandoval. Luis Uriah for tournaments against Alex Wood as well in the 4K range. And, John, I was laughing so hard last night when Matt Chapman hit a home run, and that was the only run the Blue Jays scored. Because on the pod yesterday, you were like, you could always play Matt Chapman because he's the guy that usually right. the guy we leave out, and he's the only one you that stack hits a home run. Chapman homers, yeah. Literally the only run they scored was Matt Chapman. I thought that was the funniest thing I've uh, of the night. So, yeah. That works. Mike Rousseau's hitting up and gets a lefty here. We used to like Rousseau versus lefty. We just know. That Brousseau is going to play two at-bats. He's going to get possibly an at-bat, maybe two, right? And then he's going to get taken out of the game. So I mean, He's got three at-bats in, uh, in each of the last three starts he's had. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the same spot as we usually get from Wong and Hiera and all those guys, right? Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a pretty good play. I think he's a fairly decent play. Okay. Two more hits for my guy Yo Moncada last night. Dude, look, the, I think the way to get the White Sox today, because if you want to get T.A. and Abreu and Luis Robert, who's on a different planet right now, is you play Mankata or you play Josh Harrison. Like, I think those are two of the ways. Obviously, you can pivot to Jose Abreu or from Abreu to Vaughn if you wanted to save money and you didn't want to play Mankata or Harrison. But both Mankata and Harrison have been kind of good. I'll give him his flowers. It's, you know, he's kind of been good lately. House on Kim sitting 360 over his last 30 at bats. That's good. That's really good. Been and leading off, right? I think he's leading off against lefties. He maybe. I'm fairly certain he's been leading off against lefties. So even better. He's got hits in three straight, three doubles. 
Three RBIs. I can get behind it. Yep, against Mad Bum at 32. Any other value third baseman? Nothing that I see at the moment. Okay. Go to shortstop, then. Where are we looking? We are looking. Trey Turner against lefty. I know Seager gets a lefty here, but, dude, even in the games he's not homering, like, he's driving in runs. He's just putting up monster performances. So, uh, Seager, another RB, two RBI double yesterday at, like, 1,500. Swanson homered again yesterday against a left. Or, no, it was against Anibal, right? So, he homered again. Yeah, lefty. the first inning off, off Anibal. Shit, but like TA, I'm stacking white, so it's probably TA for me yep. as the guy. But I think you can honestly play almost everybody above 5K, like outside of Bobby Wade. Yeah, I know he homered yesterday, but he I'm, did. I'm, he did homer. Yeah, I'm with you though. I think Xander at 48 is fine. Pena, if you're not in on Irvin, is okay as well. Below them, you want to go in that direction. And then if you want to throw some darts at some of the Pirates guys because they're in cores, Cruz has a ton of power. First course field experience for noted power hitter Jose Iglesias gets a lefty here. Noted hitting power th- hitter. Hitting, dude, hitting over 300 for the season. Last 10 games, 385 with 1,000 OPS, four doubles, two homers. I'm uh, just saying. Yeah, just, man. I'm not. I got nothing. I can't. It's gone beyond jokes now. He's legitimately good. I just, I remember he always, they always said he couldn't hit when he went to the Red Sox, right? And he was like, they said he couldn't hit after they traded him when he proved he could hit. Yeah. He had a season where he hit 280 for Boston. Like, I can't really hit. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. So, yeah, again, he's actually been a much better hitter than I think people give him credit for of his career. Garrett Hampson, if you want to go there, even cheaper at 27. He also has outfield eligibility. You can go there. And then Dylan Moore has outfield shortstop eligibility. I know I'm a Brandon Crawford guy, but if Hearn's going to be on, I don't know, Hearn's is going to play the majority of the game. You get the righty lefty matchup for Moore if he's in the lineup. You're definitely not a Brandon Crawford guy. You're definitely a J.B. Crawford guy. <laughs> You are definitely a J.P. Crawford guy. J.P. Crawford. Correct. That's correct. And then $2,200, basically free, is my boy Jorge Mateo. Yeah. They don't, again, what is, why are the Orioles, like, being given, not that Mateo should be, like, much more than he is, but he is, like, very cheap right now. Much cheaper than normal. I'm scrolling. I don't see this, man. Where is he? What are we looking for? Wait till we get to outfield. Which we can do right now. Yeah, we missed... A second baseman. Nope. We're talking about the same guy. Okay, we're good. Okay, go ahead. Go to outfield. These outfield prices are just crazy. Who's your guy? Who do you? Who's your guy? Who's my guy? Well, I was, we're talking about Baltimore, so I was. Oh no. Okay, not Baltimore. I thought. I just thought you were randomly looking. No, I was. I was looking... We were talking about how cheap Baltimore was, and right. I was looking for right. Cedric Mullins, and he's forty-three hundred dollars. That's stupid. I thought you were just looking at cheap infielders in general. Like, I know we were talking about Mateo, and then I was like, oh, let me look. Because they move the kid from the Padres to, to the outfield only. Who? He's $2,000. Ruiz, they're like the kid who has 85 stolen bases in 40 minor league games. Oh, uh, he's... A story? Yeah, he's min salary. So I was like, I thought we were just talking about cheap infielders. It'd be a good spot. Good. Lucky on the mound, but not bad. Yeah, said Mo 43 is stupid. And again, he's not the same guy. As he was last year, at least in terms of power, he does have 23 doubles. Half those doubles last year were leaving the park. Right. Back to back games of two hits, though. And again, back to back, we're fans. We're affordable. Like, Baltimore's affordable today. 
Baltimore is also like winners of 10 straight games. So they are. They're one of the best teams. I think it was like the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers were the only teams since like June 1st with better record than the Orioles, something along those lines. Yeah, 4,300 for said most is super cheap. The Orioles are definitely a contrarian play. Nobody will play them, but it's an easy way. Who are your top stacks? Braves, White Sox, Coors, right? Realistically, those are probably like your three like chalky stacks. Yeah, Cleveland maybe. Cleveland, but they're like cheaper, so like you can afford them. I feel like the Orioles are like, if you're not playing Cleveland, they're like the other cheap stack you could look at is Baltimore to pair with like your White Sox or your yeah. Coors or your Braves. Because the Braves, you can't like, the Braves are just so hard to stack because Ronald Acuna's $6,300 in a great spot. But who, no, in this economy, $6,300. Yeah, I hear you. All right, if we're going to the top, obviously, as we say all the time, pick your stack, pick your outfielder, put him in. Chris Bryant at 57. Quintana, that's a, yeah. de- definitely a spot. Acuna gets a lefty. That We know that's a good splits matchup for him there. Luis, Luis uh, Roberts, my favorite outfielder. Yeah. Yep. Someone woke up Juan Soto in a 46 yeah. with 1,500 OPS his last 10. Is that good? <laughs> okay. 460, kind of good, right? Yeah, it's kind of good. Ian Anderson, definitely one guy that has can can give up runs at so something to 6,500. Yeah. Play, play, you got to play all the Baltimore value because you can't play an outfield. I know, I know, you can't. Well, you it is like you can't afford pitching and hitting today. Like you just you're like making a decision on both or one or the other. Yeah, I'm right there. there. Lewis Rowe was a good call. He's great. We're always in on Toronto outfielders. Yep. J.D. Martinez at 4,800 is fine if you're going Boston today. Cedric Mullins, we mentioned, 43. Winger's going to get the lefty, which kind of is unfortunate, but he's a good price at 4,300 as well. Uh, we talked about yeah, stacking been, Atlanta. He's been bad against lefties for his career, unfortunately. Winker. Let's see. Loriano versus yeah. Urquini, maybe? Yeah. He, listen, Urquini, I think, is a good play, but... Go, he's given up like a home run every start this year, yeah. and he like does not have like great numbers. He's not a strikeout guy. So yeah, like, everything's in play. Uh, Loriano has some. Hunter Renfro uh, gets yeah. wood here, thirty-six hundred. Bur- Burr's little sneaky lefty stack. They led McCutcheon off, by the way, last night against uh, against a lefty. Yeah, Rodon started, and uh, they led McCutcheon off. Okay, okay. Tyler O'Neill's back. Went over four last night, but again, you're stacking John's St. Favorite Louis. Player. John's favorite player. Back in St. Louis. Who's uh, been great against lefties this year, John? Adam Duvall. And I think, memory serves, he has in very good numbers against Patrick Corbin. 7 for 32, which is a 344 average, two home runs, eight RBIs against Corbin. He has a, three, a 364 Woba against left-handed pitching this year as well. Duvall 3400 looks pretty I, I like it. I like it. Let's see. You mentioned already... Baltimore, let's see. Did you mention Jeez. 11? Jack Sawinski is over his last two bad. No, yeah, underdog. I think underdog, and I was wondering why. I think it was like four and a half fantasy points was what they opened it at, maybe five and a half for Sawinski. And I looked, I'm like, in course. And then I looked, I was like, over 28. Ref Snyder probably starts, maybe leads off. That's Montgomery here. Yeah. Dude, he's a good hitter. We keep saying it. Like, he, he can, that dude can. Pollock is 33 if you wanted a cheaper. Yep, um, that's a good one. Where's Eloy? Do we pass? Do we pass him already? Had to. Him, right? He's hurt again. Oh, he's hurt again. Biggest. I don't know if and, he's. And, gonna... and he was thirty-seven hundred. So. so I don't know if he's. I don't like. He could be in the lineup. 
Yeah, like less he, leg tightness, and so he didn't play yesterday. If he's in the lineup at thirty seven hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, it's a great play. The White Sox are going to be. Oh, they're. I already can't wait for their two runs tonight. I'm looking forward to it. You're, so. you're preparing yourself. <laughs> we t- probably talk about Karolov, but obviously we generally like him. McCormick is 3K. Let's see. Anybody else for you? Jake Myers, if he's in the lineup, which he should be. Did we talk to Ledmus? We must have. No, we, I just asked. No, I think it's a good play for sure. Okay. Oh, did you ask? I missed that then. $3,200 Ledmus Diaz. So that's, that's I got a couple, a couple 2K guys. The Ruiz kid from... San Diego, obviously in play. And then Nolan Jones, a guardian. He's on the Guardians. He's an outfielder. Gets a lefty-ready matchup. He's been pretty good. Gets Drew Hutchinson here. 333 average, 1,000 OPS through his first eight games. He was a top 100 prospect for the last three years. So Nolan Jones, 2K, going back to the well on Cleveland here. I really think he's certainly in play. I think there are multiple routes to spending up because there are like just these like anomalies where there's a couple 2k guys that probably shouldn't be 2k so you could get a really good lineup just using a couple of these punts and i think jones and Rose are two of the better 2k players on the slate okay that works for me anybody else no i think that's it a home run call i'm gonna go with luis robert devin smeltzer got 2.8 home runs per nine over his last five starts so I was going to go Jose Abreu. That works for us. We're going White Sox here. If you have any questions, ask us in Discord. I believe is it Vreeland on the playbook today? Vreeland or Pete? I don't know which of the two. Anyways, one of them <laughs> are on the playbook. It's not James. He was on it yesterday. So get us in Discord, and we will catch you guys later. This episode is brought to you by Starfield. Embark on an epic journey through the stars in Bethesda Game Studios' first new universe in over 25 years. In this next-generation role-playing game, you decide who you are and what you will become. The most important story is the one that you tell. Captain your own ship as you venture through the settled systems, exploring over 1,000 planets while unraveling humanity's greatest mystery for all into the Starfield. Visit www.starfieldgame.com to learn more and buy now. Rated M for Mature.